Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington. Home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. Chicken in on finesse. Willing the good of another. What does solving a Rubik's Cube underwater have in the world to do with the markets? And we're coming to the end of August and the stock market's at an all-time high again. What does that mean for you? All that and more today on Chuck and Ann on Finance, brought to you by IIE Financial. IIE Financial, willing the good of another. Visit us online at IIEFinancial.com or call the offices today, 832 832- Nine five three four nine nine eight. That's eight three two nine five three four nine nine eight. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be in the world. I am your host, Chuck Fulkerson, joined by my esteemed bride, Annie Fulkerson. Did you forget my name? No, you I took didn't a forget break your name. there. It was I, like one of those half a second too long. Well, sort of. I can't forget your name. Well, you did. It sounded Meaning. like you did. Yeah. No, I can't forget. I know I was actually Especially after the weekend that we've had. I was going to cl- I know it was a great weekend. She Yeah, it was, I'm I'm turning 40. For those that don't know, it's a big day. It's a big deal. And uh Annie was Annie has been she's been engaged in an act of subterfuge for many totally. many weeks. Total subterfuge. Mm-hmm. She flew in uh, I had you convinced that your 40th birthday party would consist of me making you my famous catfish and that's about it and i was good with that right like you were you're a simple man i'm a simple man um but she flew in my dad and my two best friends from all literally all across the country so it was awesome and then my my whole family was here and my nieces and nephews and played in the pool and roasted an entire pig which come on it's a roasted pig it's a pig with a steak right through the middle it's like bacon but better Yes. It was awesome. It was great. Yeah, we had a great day. We had a really good time. Um, it's a great way to end up. You know, my, my birthday is August 29th. So that's historically, it's the first day of school. Like when I was a kid growing up, my birthday was always synonymous with the first day of school. And now we have Hurricane Harvey to remember it by. Right, right. So now I have her and, and don't forget. So Katrina. now all of your friends in the Houston area have PTSD on your birthday. Right. So don't forget Katrina Harvey. as well. I have that one as well. That's so. true. That's what that's Happy what birthday. that's what my birthday is uh, is reminiscent of. So that was our uh, that was our weekend. Very busy weekend, fun weekend, great time. Uh, we are uh, and it's not over yet. No, you're going to try not to vomit everything you've eaten over the last weekend and go on deep sea fishing trip tomorrow. I will tell you, I will not 
not eat heavily tomorrow morning well, before going on set. I've been pumping all boat. three of you full of Dramamine for a few days, so hopefully it'll be okay. Right, a couple days worth of Dramamine. Trick my inner ear into thinking it's completely invulnerable. <laughs> my inner ear is like, I am made of iron, and it is not made of iron. Well, if you Google some of the <clears throat> pictures of fish that you can catch in the Gulf, you're in for quite the treat. Oh, it's worth it. And I will, I, I am I'm hoping. I'm glad you lift because some of those fish are monsters. I'm hoping to catch a mermaid. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Would you throw her back? Well, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> if she, she sings like Ariel, maybe not. Okay. That's all. But anyway, I digress. Anyway, so let's talk about about what's happening this week in the markets. Uh, You know, the S&P has come back to just about its all time high. I mean, it is we are not quite there on the S&P futures. We did get there on the S&P cash session, um, but not quite there on the S&P futures. And I want you to think about this for just a minute, because this is an important thing for all investors to consider. Between the days of January 29th until February the 6th, so from January 29th until February the 6th, so roughly a week, the S&P went from 2878.5 to 2529, so essentially 350 points, right? So the S&P dropped 350 points in a week. How long has it taken to get back to where it fell from? Well, from February 6th till August 26th is how long? Roughly not, not one week. Not one week. <laughs> right. So there's an old phrase. There's an old phrase that I've heard a lot of people use that say the market takes the stairs up and the elevator down. You know, that is so true with so many things like reputation. True. <laughs> True. It takes a lifetime to build and half a second to completely destroy. So much is like that. That's actually a great point. Yeah. The market's like your reputation. Mm-hmm. So, so long to build half. So what I'm saying right now is we've, we've made a really nice, strong rally back higher. Uh, we, I, I think that the S and P by the end of the year is going to be at 3000. I think we're going to see the S and P at 3000. By the end of the year, that's 124 more points. Uh, that's 1,240 points roughly uh, in the Dow Jones. I see that we'll be at around the 3,000 mark by the end of the year. I, I don't see any reason why this bullishness doesn't continue. That being said, what's driving this bullishness is a bit different than was before the February fallout. Uh, because we're not being led by as many individual stocks, and when you look at the and when you look at something like a heat map, which shows how many stocks are up versus how many are down over a given period of time, this market's still really being moved by a few main stocks, right? The Fang stocks, are. the Fang stocks the Fang. are still primarily moving this market. Now we have seen that you know uh, Netflix has not been its. It's traditionally strong, strong self. It's gone from 423 down to 358 in the last few months. So Netflix is showing some signs of weakness. However, on strong earnings, you know, Google is Google is is uh, still up right, right, right near its all time high. Got a high at about 1273 earlier in the month and has come down a little bit since then, but still uh, it's still, you know, pretty much near its all time high. The, the big dog is still Apple. That was a good squelch of your yawn, by the way. Oh, I did what I can, you know, for some reason, if I start talking, I get enough, uh, I get enough oxygen starts, starts pumping through my body. I, uh, (laughs) 
I tend to, I tend to do that, that whole yawn thing. (laughs) And now you said the Y word. So I'm going to have to do it again here in a minute. Appreciate that. You're welcome. It's awful nice of you. I just figured I'd call you out. Yeah, it's good. Happy birthday. Yeah. It's what I, it's just what I live for. So what's going on with Apple? Millage. So, um, (laughs) Apple, Apple looks to me like it's putting in a little bit of a bull pennant pattern. For those of you that don't know what a bull pennant pattern in uh, pattern is, it's when the market kind of takes a parabolic move up and then turns into a little bit of a symmetrical triangle pattern at the end of that move up. Now, typically, this is a continuation pattern and a continuation pattern, meaning we expect price to continue to to rally up from there and not come back down. So this would be a pretty good little opportunity if somebody wanted to get long Apple where you might be able to trade the breakout and catch a little runner. So um, now. And what does this mean, though? Like, you know, you you say that many, many, many of our listeners out there would probably have no idea what you're talking about because they are not traders necessarily. They may just have happen to have Apple hidden maybe in some mutual fund somewhere or some basket of stocks otherwise compiled in maybe a 401k or an IRA somewhere. So what what do these what do the fang stocks mean for, you know, investors who maybe aren't looking at the market like you are well i mean those are what are primarily driving your your mutual fund movements because you're going to see a large percentage even if you're in an index fund a large percentage of those funds are going to be attributed to those fang stocks those top performing big big picture name stocks and sometimes you know in markets like this you get traditionally strong um traditionally strong players like exxon Mobil that aren't performing as well Right. Or you have traditionally strong players like Walmart that aren't performing as well, although Walmart had a banner earnings season this year, uh, you know, they that aren't giving that same movement. And so it's reliant on some of those some of those other more speculative plays that have a higher degree of volatility in order to, to move that account. And the moving of that account through the speculative plays is what gives you what's called alpha. Right. Alpha is the movement of your of your account uh, as as the market tends to move. And you you can you can you, you want to gain as much alpha on your positions as you can. And then those are indexed to essentially market market volatility. And the more volatile the market is, the better you're going to do when the market's going up. That's essentially what you're looking for. So so how would you, you know, in terms of, um, you know, handling a client or something, you know, in. Uh, you know, managing a portfolio, things like that. What, what does that look like for you? Well, I mean, the first thing we got to do is look at what's, what is the investor's risk tolerance? And if their risk tolerance is high enough, then we can seek a little bit more alpha, right? We can open up their, their risk tolerance and have more exposure overall to the markets. If they don't have enough exposure, enough, excuse me, enough risk tolerance to have that exposure, then we're going to look more at an income based portfolio, which is going to have some bond funds attached to it. Maybe not individual bonds, but the bond funds, I think are going to be better for that. And so the the more that we understand how the individual components of these markets work, the, the easier it is to understand those markets in general. Okay, that's that. And that's really what we're looking for on there. So interesting article that I read this week, you know, we we like to take a look at the news and two articles that popped out that I wanted to kind of talk through. The first is our news of the weird. Now, I had some super cool news of the weird, but you looked at it and you were like, eh, 
Honestly, I'm so tired of talking about a Florida man. But it was I really good. A Florida man news. I wanted to do something different. All right. I won't tell anybody about the Florida man that chased people around a convenience store with an alligator. There. You said it. I won't tell anybody about it. You're welcome. Google it. You're welcome, America. Google it. And the other 57 countries that are listening to this show. Yes. Yes. Google it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. To something equally as cool, because what man can... Oh, you're going to go to the other one? Equally as cool? Me? Yeah, totally cool. Okay. For this engineer and nerd, it's totally cool. Okay. So this is, and by the way, this is where people can see the difference in Annie and I. I thought it was kind of cool that a Florida man it's was... It's between Annie and me, but oh I digress. Oh my God, really? Go <laughs> your, your, your mug actually right now says, I am silently correcting your grammar. I just that, decided to strike the that word That wasn't silently. silent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, our news of the weird today is teen solves six Rubik's Cubes underwater in one breath. Okay, that is such cool weird news. It is cool. It is cool. Almost as cool as mine. No, this is way cooler than the Florida man chasing somebody around a convenience store with a live gator. Okay. Yeah, so this teen solved six Rubik's Cubes underwater, and he only took one breath to do it. So I I don't know about you. And I'd love to take a poll of how many listeners have ever actually solved a Rubik's Cube in their life. If you've solved a Rubik's Cube, put it in the, the, uh, you know, we'll put this up on Twitter, but find um, find our Twitter handle at IIE Financial. And let us know if you've ever solved a Rubik's Cube. And if you have, how long did it take you? Mm-hmm. Right? I've solved them. I've never solved one. Ever. Well, it's it's a puzzle. And if you know the algorithm, you can solve it. Right. Well, I don't know the algorithm. But if I knew the algorithm, I could solve it. It's not that complicated. It's so, just a puzzle. So, Vaco, Va- Va- Vaco? Yes, please try to pronounce his name. Go ahead. Because I don't Marcia think I could do it. Mm, I don't think so. No. M A R C H E L A S H V I L I. Well, he has a bid to now set a new record for the Guinness World Record. He, he yeah, he said it. It's one minute and forty four seconds. Mm-hmm. He was able to flip and solve six Rubik's cubes underwater. It's very impressive. That's sure. first of all, it's impressive to watch him do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's all about a system. Any any system, once you have the algorithm and you've got a map and a plan and a process to go through it, any system is solvable. I've never taken the time to learn the algorithm and to and to map it out, but any system can be solvable. Um, but I just and he did it in in one breath. Which is equally, I like if, if someone just went underwater just to hold their breath for a minute, 44 seconds, that would impress me anyway. But then he was concentrating and solving six Rubik's Cubes. And to watch him it. and to watch him do it, his little fingers like were, were moving a billion miles a minute. Mm-hmm. It was super fast how quickly mm-hmm. he was able to get them done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's interesting about that to me is that, like you said, it is an algorithm. And when, once you've once you understand the system and you've under and you've memorized the system, then you can do it. And, I, you know, I, I take that a lot to what we do in our investment philosophies and, and, and in the world of trading and investing in general. Mm-hmm. The, it, it's really an, a, an emotionless system. And once you have a system in place and a plan to follow, it helps to minimize all the noise. It helps to minimize the the noise of everything going on around you. 
and allows you to hone in and focus on the important things as they happen. And the important things are going to be those news driven elements that cause market movements. But you don't want to get panicked out of positions just because it goes against you a little bit. You know, three, four percent against you is not going to really blow up your account unless you're unless you're completely overly leveraged and done the wrong way. And so how do I handle that? Well, I've got to have a plan and I've got to know what my next step is in everything that I do when I'm when I'm looking at opportunities. And I think another really good point about this is that a lot of people, if you've ever tried to solve a Rubik's Cube, you try and sort of whether you know it or not, you're sort of trying to invent your own solution. You're trying to invent your own um, system, if you will. And I would say 99.9% of people who end up trying to solve a Rubik's cube end up throwing it in a drawer because trying to invent your own system doesn't work. No, it never will. I threw mine away. (laughs) So the point being the, you know, we were talking about the analogy of the markets I think that happens to a lot of people where they they try to invent their own system or they try to invent their own solutions. It doesn't end up working. And then they end up scrapping the whole thing and doing something that is really leads them down a path of not being a good steward of their money. So I think the moral of the story is, number one, have Have a plan. plan, have a plan. Number two, if you don't if you don't know where to start with a plan, then start simple. Start with knowing how much I make each month and how much I how much I, I spend each month. That's really where you start. You start with what do I make each month? What do I spend each month? And then from there, you take it to what am I going to need when I retire? And what is it going to look like to get there? And and, you know, that's one of the things that we do, right? We help people to build their investment plan, whether it's for longer term wealth and they want somebody to help them on the investment side or whether it's the shorter term kind of trading side, people looking to generate more income. Everybody's going to have a different need. You know, I I, uh, I never come on here and talk about the one way which is going to work because there isn't one way that works. The, the way that it works the best is if it follows your plan uh, and helps you to achieve the goals that you want to set forth. And be good stewards. That's right. So. And that's the most important thing because we, we want to make sure that whatever blessings we're given, um, we have a plan to to protect what we're given and not squander it. And, and thus, by orienting ourselves correctly and properly, we're able to know what to do with those funds once we, once we have them. Right. And it's, and it's knowing what to do with them in what situation and never deviating from the plan. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for today. If you've got questions or want us to take a look at your planning, uh, feel free to visit our website, iiefinancial.com, or call the offices, 832-953-4998. That's 832-953-4998. Until next time, everybody, hope you have an absolutely amazing day and amazing week. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.